I'm not giving you any multiple choice for this because you have to work for it. <laughs> but you okay. get the point. If you get the point, uh, you get the point. Hey, Roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome one, welcome all to another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. I'm your host, Toddy, and uh, another spring day in quarantine uh, mm-hmm. has, is, is going by. Um, uh, I'm here also with the unstoppable DJ Lil. Three episodes in a row for Lil. I am representing space worms from all corners of ga- the galaxy. I guess we we just got word that there is no pools this summer in Pittsburgh. No pool openings in Pittsburgh, so nobody could uh, swim. And that's fine, because mm-hmm. I don't like swimming. I'm really bad at swimming, and I'm, uh, as a worm, I... Don't do well in large amounts of water. As a worm, you just sink Meow. to the bottom yeah. slowly, slowly. Yeah. I had a, a above ground pool growing up, and I would, I would, when the bugs would land in it, I'd be mm-hmm. in the pool. I'd, I'd be the one scooping the bugs you gotta out. Scoop them out. You gotta get Were them you out a bug there. scooper? Um, yeah, because you got to keep track of where they are mm-hmm. in relation to your pool enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, because my grandpa had a pool for longest time where he lives now he's just got his own little hot tub oh loves the hot tub okay he's got bad knees so hot tub's great yeah i could get i could get down in like i could get down with a hot tub but regular pools i don't know Mm, there's just hot tubs make me really lightheaded and pools i'm not great at so i'm i'm sitting under the shade somewhere Mm -hmm. watching from the sidelines but that's okay so for this week we have something special for you, and uh, Lily and I were discussing before the show um, that we typically have some notes, but we have less notes this week than mm-hmm. usual because uh, this is stuff that we uh, listen to and participate uh, every day. Um, so we're going to be talking about music today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have several different, uh, both vintage and modern, uh, music pieces that we're going to get into um, obviously, Thrifty Trivia Trivia will focus on um, music as well. Um, for our second act today, DJ mm-hmm. Lil has something very special. Yeah. Uh, if you want to tell the listeners what that what that is today, yeah, we're going to feature some tracks from you know modern contemporary bands you may or may not be interested in. Uh, 
you know, support your musical artists. I'm certainly getting through quarantine by listening to a lot of music. And then Act 3, if you stick around for Act 3, it's going to be Vintage versus Modern. Mm -hmm. And the questions that we asked each other throughout the the show, we tally those points, we add them up, Mm -hmm. and then... Act three, we find out who wins. Who wins on the day. And so far in the new era of Thrifty, we've had two episodes. And so far, you've won and I've won. Yeah, so, so we're it's tied. One, one. It's going to be a deciding factor. As you said last week, I hope uh, the fantasy, uh, there's a fantasy team out there. Fantasy league, yeah. Fantasy league <laughs> out there with uh, host Toddy on it because I'm hoping to, right. to get the win. So if I'm in your on your bench today... Put me in your starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm on a hot streak. One. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have one. Mm-hmm. Some, by somehow. Some way. One some point. way. But, um, one point. So we're going to hop into uh, our first act today. In our first segment, Something You've Never Seen Before. Something you've never seen before. So for new listeners to the show, this is where we go over a curated thrift haul. And as I mentioned today, it's going to be revolved around music. And also we have some thrifty trivia trivia where we ask each other multiple choice questions based on the items that we have in our thrift haul and see if we could fool the other person into, uh, well, last week through Act 1, we had one point between mm-hmm. the two of us. Yep. So let's see if we could play no for the same team. today. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the curated thrift haul, uh, because we, we have some uh, uh, band t-shirts, stuff like that, I thought it might be fun to talk about some favorite concerts. Yeah. So I had listed some favorite concerts of mine that I've been to, and I've noticed that you can tell when I grew up and started to mm-hmm. learn things, because three of the five that I listed here are all from 2005-2006 era. Mm-hmm. Like, so within the probably the same 12 months, three of the best shows. Now, I've been to a lot. I had to rewrite these notes because I had way too many, so I just narrowed mm-hmm. it down. I have uh, Placebo, 2005-2006. Cursive, 2005-2006. That Cursive show is the first time... That uh, somebody smoked weed around me. Oh. So that was my first weed experience. Weedening. Weedening, if so. And, and it was it was interesting. Uh, one of the... Uh, Tim Kasher from the band Cursive was on stage mm-hmm. tuning his instrument. And I don't know if he was serious or I don't know if he was kidding. But he was just like, hey... Does anybody have Does anybody have any rolling papers? Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, "Yeah, I absolutely have rolling papers." Here. And he literally gave them to Tim Casher, and he rolled it up. And then he like there was a blunt that went around in the whoa. crowd, and I was like, "Whoa, favorite concert!" Um, Eyes just got pew. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did not partake. Um, but uh, another an, another one is um, somebody that I was uh, dating at the time out of state. Um, she came here, and we drove from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati to see the band Against Me. Oh. That was 0506. Okay. And I can't remember if it was the first time seeing seeing them. I doubt that it was, because both of us have been fans of that band since the early 2000s. 
but I think it may have been the first time seeing that band together. Mm. So it was really cool. Plus, mm-hmm. we did a nice little road trip. Yeah. Did that. Um, something that we figured out uh, before we taped this episode is we, I think that we were we saw the same tour, mm-hmm. but different dates because I was in Pittsburgh. Pretty sure, yeah. And this is before everything, but Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, Morrissey. It was like 2009. We said like yeah, probably 2008, 2009 sounds about right. Yeah, it was the year the Years of Refusal tour. The album had just dropped, and the Smiths were my favorite band growing up, and really my favorite band up until I don't know. Not that long ago. Um, <laughs> and I went to see Morrissey. Mm-hmm. And I had a cheap ticket. And it was like, yeah, it was like at this, uh, at, like I was up in a balcony. Because mm-hmm. Morrissey does shows at theaters. Right, yeah. And Morrissey would cancel every tour, every every tour date on his tour. And Pittsburgh would either get skipped or cancel any reason. And everybody had their... I was talking to people at that gig that night. There was like, yeah. Their own conspiracy. All kinds of stuff. (laughs) But they were like, yeah, at the Civic Arena, which was like our hockey rink. Uh They were like, in 98, I was trying to see him. And then he just did like... He got sick that night or any... Anyway, so everybody was excited because Morrissey was actually playing a set Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. And it was the first time since the 80s. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I loved it. I was in the balcony, and then I saw people running up and up the stage just to touch him. Not even, like, sing with them mm-hmm. or just to touch him. Uh, and uh, But growing up, I, I really loved Morrissey because he just seemed like a genderless, sexless individual. And I was like, that's pretty chill. Um, <laughs> he has a really nice hair. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the whole vibe of it was like... Yeah. Like I'm a, like I'm a hot boy, but you can't have me. And yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool, dude. Very, very uh, smooth. Like yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he had like always with like a bouquet of flowers and mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff. And so growing up, I was like, that's actually I think the music I will be listening to. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, next one on my list happened only a few years ago. It was Mitski in 2018. Oh, yeah. So sick. It's the only thing I have to say about that. It was like uh, from when she began the show with her band till the end, she did choreography. Mm. And much like Morrissey, she's hot as well. And so she did hot things. (laughs) And like, but I I love the vibe of like, but nobody could have like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm being hot for myself. Mm -hmm. You're just all happen to be here. Yes. I like that. I'm a fan of that stuff. Um, So, but yeah, Mitski show was so, so good. And I was, um, I kind of stuck out a bit because I think I was the only one in my 30s in the first like three rows. Interesting. Um, So I kind of, I kind of had like a nice time because like there was, I didn't have to look over anybody or anything like that. But incredible music. Uh really I yeah just a great great Memor- show very memorable show Do you remember your first concert funny Or you, one of them Funny you ask that because it's a famous story in my family My first concert I was uh you know big concert I was 3 years old and I saw a Parliament Funkadelic Whoa <laughs> so, And I told my mom that it was too loud Translation too loud. A little bit too loud too yowed. 
Yeah. 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 So. Did you at least like. I think so. I guess I remember like the light show was obviously like mm-hmm. good. Um. So yeah, I was there for that show. Had to go home early though. Not pulling an all-nighter that night. Well, you got to think. You still kind of still kind of look cool though. Yeah, I was the youngest person there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh I first concerts that I went to, I barely I and I don't know the timeline. I don't know which came before the other cuz I was yeah, around mm-hmm. there. But I know that my family took me to see Bon Jovi mm-hmm. and Aerosmith, and I think Aerosmith I went to sleep at. Um because we were sitting at a table and I just went to sleep at um, I have problems sleeping in real life, but if I have to, if I'm forced to do something for a long period of time that I'm just not interested in doing, <laughs> I will go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I will go to bed. It's a good I, way to eat up some time. <laughs> yeah. So like I, so it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't too yowed because like, I'm like, it could be as yowed as it wants. Like it's, it's not that I'm. I'm just, I need something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozzy as well, Ozzy Osbourne. That was a little older though. Oh, nice. And I enjoyed that. My first concert I went to by myself, mm-hmm. like independently, was in eighth grade. Okay. And I went to see the band Linkin Park. Wow, that's, with, a, that's a throwback. With the band Taproot opening up. Okay. At uh, what was called, I can't, I, it, it's called, it's in Pittsburgh. It's called Metropole. It's not there anymore. But it went back and forth between Metropole and Club M, like back and okay. forth the names. So it was either Club M or Metropole at the time. But I saw Lincoln Park, and I was in a, a, an adult mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> that night. <laughs> that night, adult wow. mosh pit. So there was some concert memories. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, I'm lucky growing up in you know 30 minutes away from Detroit. Like my parents brought me to so many shows. And my dad worked with, like, a lot of musicians, and I actually grew up doing radio, so my parents... I was going to say, did radio. My parents just knew a lot of musicians and were in that scene, so I grew up surrounded by older people who toured internationally, um, which is... Got a cool experience, I'm like, I don't... Like, you guys don't know who this techno dude is. I... Yeah. I saw him yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> he said, "What's up, dude?" Like, mm-hmm. um, That's, so I was very spoiled. Cool. Went to a lot of shows in Detroit as a uh, small baby. Yeah. Um, memorable one was when I was ten, going to see Yeah Yeah Yeahs on their okay. Fever to Tell tour. Yeah. I do have that shirt from that show. I still fit in that shirt. Because I am, I just never really grew into a full form. Same. I guess. Like, Same. Because the shirts that I'll be talking about, one yeah. of them is from high school and it still yeah. fits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's it still fits. Uh, and that was at the venue called The Majestic. Saw MIA there. I saw Wolf Eyes and Sonic Youth on the same show. MIA there. Live probably that was last. That was good. Yeah. I was yeah. in... I think I was in ninth grade when I saw that. MIA. Went with my parents and some friends, but yeah. Kind of like an untouchable badass vibe too. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like I like, I like, like I'm a badass for me. Yeah. MIA, I like that definitely stuff. Definitely a lot of people rushing the stage and the, like the security yeah. from the venue. 
they were stressing out. They're like, oh, yeah. please. Like, she's, you know, fairly petite. Yeah. She's like, everyone, like, waving yeah. people, yeah. like, hey, like, come dance with me. Like, it's going to have a yeah. party up here. And they're just, like, so stressed. Like, everybody get off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. Don't touch yeah. anybody. Like, don't yeah, no, touch. No, no don't touching. crush anyone. But just, like, like have fun. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I like those, those. Don't, th- those untouchable badass complex. Yeah, so like that. That was a really fun show. Um, did see the White Stripes, and then later on, Raconteurs and Jack White. Okay, so you had and a little dead phase weather, there, and the Dead Weather. Okay, not a phase. Still completely. Well, kind of getting into groups. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, dead Weather's still around. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like again, Detroit connections. So mm-hmm. I think Jack White is very involved with the Masonic Temple venue in detroit i don't have any facts on the involvement <laughs> at this time because that just popped into my head mm-hmm. um but that's a very cool venue uh yeah the most recent cool show i went to was just before you know the quarantine i saw of montreal oh yeah with uh my partner and it was yeah superb yeah so okay um, I'm going to go over my first shirt today and, um, yeah, we have a couple of band tees and I wasn't sure which to kick it off with, but mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to start off with a weird one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what I have in my hand, uh, it's a Frankenstein shirt. Um, so it was a Morrissey shirt. That was from the early 90s that uh, my friend, and we dated at the time in high school, um, We um, it was her shirt. And we both wore the same clothes. Um, we both wore each other's clothes. Um, and I wore this Morrissey shirt for a school picture. Mm. And I liked it a lot. And I'll put the school picture Ooh. in the uh, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. If you look through the cover art, if you slide through a couple times... You're going to see me in a Morrissey shirt. Okay. So, I might have to look through some of my... I wore a lot of band pic, uh, shirts for my school pictures. There's some. There were some good looks. There were some bad looks. But they're all thi- treasures. Funny thing about <laughs> it is is I I don't look that different in it. I don't look that different in it. Uh, and so I I guess it's either I, I wore the shirt so much that it just became mine... Mm-hmm. Or maybe at some point she just was like, here, here's the shirt. But it got so thin that it tore. It tore a big hole in the front, like the front bottom piece of it. For mm-hmm. I can't remember why. So she was nice enough. Um, so what she did is, is she uh, took scissors and just cut it all up. Cut it all up. And then sewed it together on another shirt. Yeah. And so it kind of looks like a puzzle almost. So it was the original graphic sewn puzzle form mm-hmm. onto another it's shirt. It's a really crafty way to save a treasured item. Yes. So that you still know what it originally was. Yep. But let it, you know, let it shine without being like, ah, oh, it's just She was way room. too nice. She was Aww. way too she was way too nice. She uh, yeah, better off without me for sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but we're still friends though. Um one of my closest friends. But so she had sewed the shirt onto another shirt. That shirt ripped. Mm. In in the canon of time, that shirt ripped. Mm-hmm. So then somebody else 
noticed that I was wearing that ripped shirt and then cut out the graphic once more. Okay. And sewed it onto another shirt. So if you're keeping track, original Morrissey shirt. Mm -hmm. Layer one. Layer one, cut into puzzle pieces, sewed onto another shirt. Layer two. That shirt, as a rectangle, cut out the front graphic and put on another shirt. Layer three. Layer three. Current condition. The current condition. And layer three, so the shirt that it's currently on, funny enough, is a vintage Russell Athletic single-stitch t-shirt, which is... Looks comfortable as heck. Sort of sought after. Like, if you're talking about if you're sewing something to something, people want the single-stitch stuff. And this single-stitch shirt was actually my t-ball shirt. Oh. So, number five on the back, and it says Captured Image, because that's who sponsored the Mm -hmm. team. Um, In sports, I like to be number 11, which was pro football player Drew Bledsoe at the time. He was a quarterback, not important. Or double zero. Because, you know, I was weird because I had to be. Like, <laughs> I didn't know double zero was an option until uh, I lived in uh, Portland for a while and there's no hockey there. So I started listening to basketball on the radio mm-hmm. and their star player wore the double zero. And I was like, yeah, the double zero. Um, there's, yeah, some, yeah, there's some basketball players in, in history have worn it. But I just wore it because I was a bad boy. Gonna yeah. wear a double zero. Um, so that was my Morrissey t-shirt, and I wore this t-shirt um, pretty much up until we found out <laughs> about what's going on with him, unfortunately. So that was uh, my first shirt. Mm-hmm. That's my first shirt, and um, yeah, that school picture, maybe maybe I'll even make it the cover photo. We'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see. There's some time between now and then, so we'll see what comes mm-hmm. up. Um, but it'll definitely be in, in there. You'll see me in this Morrissey shirt in its original form. (laughs) Layer one. Layer one. Uh, so I got a, uh, I got a a question for you and this is going to be for your thrifty trivia trivia. See if we could get more than one point in this first act like last Mm. episode. Which concert holds the record for the largest attendance? Which concert holds the record for the largest attendance? Is it A, Rod Stewart in 1994 at at Copacabana Beach? Is it B, the Monsters of Rock tour from 1991 that hit Moscow? Or is it C, another option, Cher from 1999 Mm -hmm. at Dortmund, Germany? Hmm. So in Germany... Or D, none of these. I'm lying. None of these. D, none of the above. None of these. It could be another concert that I didn't mention. So A, Rod Stewart, 94, Copacabana Beach. B, Mm -hmm. Monsters of Rock, 91 in Moscow. C, Cher in Germany, 1999. D, none of the above. Gosh. C is for Cher and Cher's pretty cool. Cher's really cool. Like very untouchable. Yeah. Just like a timeless figure. Yeah. Ageless. Just share. Very all good. all you have to say. Um, that's a tempting choice. Mm-hmm. But the Monsters of Rock in 1991? In Moscow. In Moscow? I mean... 
There's something That's a to new it. and exciting time to be in Moscow in 1991. And it is the Monsters of Rock. So it was all the most popular alternative rock bands. So it was a festival. Wow. More or less a festival. Okay. Rod Stewart, I'd say... Copacabana Beach is pretty big, though. That is big, but that year... 94? Mm-hmm. It's a huge beach. Or... None of the above. None of these. Because you didn't even list, like, you know, I go to, I would think, like, Rolling Stones, like, anything. Oh, there's a giant bumblebee by the window. A giant bumblebee by the window. So. They didn't bring me the answer, unfortunately. They didn't bring me the answer. They just (laughs) buzzed by the window, and that's it. Convenient distraction. Yeah. Um, Um, You gotta think, you know, is it it maybe one of the Woodstocks, right? right? Could be, could be. So A, Rod Stewart, B, Monsters of Rock, C, Share, D, None of the Above. Which concert holds the record for largest attendance? I'm a little bit stumped, and since I don't feel strongly about any of those, Mm -hmm. strongly enough, I'm going to go with D, None of the Above. Ooh, you thought I would D you. Yeah. None of the above. Okay. Well, which concert holds the record for the largest attendance it's actually A. Rod what? Stewart in 1994, New Year's expected. Eve. Oh, see, mm, 1994, that... Copacabana Beach, New Year's Eve. Millions. My... Oh, my God. Literal millions. Like three million. Because you did specify it's a large area. <laughs> I said it's a big beach. It's a... I don't know. <laughs> well, you have to think like maybe 200 people actually saw the show. Sure. But technically speaking, in, det- in attendance uh, in yeah. that thing... Well, gosh. Three mil. Sorry, Rod Stewart. I had little to no faith in you selling out that. So you got 0 for 3 in the last. Yeah. You have 0 for 3 in the last. uh, Well, if we're talking just trivia based. Yeah. You're 0 for 3 in the last three trivias. Yeah, well. But you did win last time because I sacrificed a point for you. That's the only way I won. So That's the only way I won. Two episodes ago, that's the only way I won. (laughs) Right. You sacrifice your points. All right. All right. So what do you have for Uh, the curated thrift haul? Yeah. So for my first piece, I have an item that came from a family member of mine as a secondhand and altered item. So it's an Elvis Costello shirt um, from the My Name is True album artwork is on the front of it. And it's one of my go-to summer shirts. It's it's white with just the eh, a few stains here and there. Sure, it's, sure. It's been around. Sure. Um, but super comfortable. And just before we were taping the show, you inquired about the tag, mm-hmm. which I've never really bothered to look at. It's a little crinkly. Yep. It's a Screen Stars tag. Yeah, and a Screen Stars tag is kind of sought after because yeah, regardless so if I it's. Hear. If it's regardless yeah, of it's bootleg it, or yeah. not, it's the it's the the T-shirt. Yeah, so the T-shirt itself, um, my so this shirt's from my dad. It's been in the Lills for it's a long been, time. <laughs> the family of Lills. Yeah. Um, so it was acquired in the early eighties mm-hmm. as a bootleg shirt. From a place where he worked, and the Who the knows? cover art on the shirts from mm-hmm. uh, nineteen the 19- 1977 yep. album. So it's Elvis Costello's debut album. Like I said, my aim is true. So those had tracks like Allison, Watching the Detectives, which are some of his you know most known 
um, tracks. I've seen Elvis Costello about five times. I've never seen Elvis Costello. It's always a great time. Yeah. What's the vibe? Perfect. Perfect. I saw him open for the police, and he was still, he was having a genuinely night, like, great time. And did a better job than the police. Like the police had never hadn't had a reunion for a while. When you do a better job than the police, <laughs> like <laughs> Elvis Costello is just consistently a great con- great performer. Mm-hmm. So many albums. Um, obviously, like, my dad's a huge fan. My aunts are huge fans. So whenever he's on tour in the area, still still we go. Still doing it too. Yeah, he's still at it. Still doing it. Um. So the shirt has seen many punk shows in the, you know, D.C. during the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. So my parents went to those, especially 930 Club. Yeah. Which I myself have not been to yet, but uh, it's on the list of things I need to, you know, mm-hmm. go see. Have we talked about it? Have you been to the Black Cat in Washington, D.C.? I have not. That's a cool venue. It's in Pittsburgh. We have something called Spirit. That's like a gentrified mm-hmm. venue that actually sucks more than people want to admit. Um, but it's like Spirit, but how Spirit has like the downstairs bar, right? And then like the upstairs, like whatever. larger venue. This kind of is reminiscent of that, except for the the bar downstairs isn't like a bar that's on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in the center. Oh, okay. And then yeah, and then they have. Um, shows there and i accidentally almost um i don't want to say died i don't want to say died but i almost actually like lost consciousness there um and i didn't know where it was um this was back maybe 2004 2000 no later 2007 2008 somewhere around there i went down with my buddy jake to see uh fake problems open for the menzinger no other way around the menzingers open for fake problems okay uh and yeah, cool show. Nothing really, not not a ton to report about the show. It was a very fun time with mm-hmm. my friend. But he uh, he was there. Um, I don't want to call it a date, but he had a, a friend, a companion okay. there, and they were kind of hanging out. And um, at some point, he was like, uh, "Yeah, we're just gonna not be in the front row like you always are, because why? This is a whole night. That's yeah." So they disappeared, and I said, "Very cool." Mm-hmm. Um, after the show, I will meet you outside, directly outside the door. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you outside the door. And he said, cool. And so I did my whole thing. Like I was, um, yeah, I was all sweaty and yeah. moshing around, yeah. you know, <laughs> punk rock, right, you know, yeah. the whole thing. And so I'm like wet in my own sweat, other people's sweat, everything like that. And I'm like, that's a pretty cool show. And so then I walk out the door and it's freezing for oh. some reason. And then I was like, fuck, this sucks. So I was like, well, no biggie. And this was, um, I don't know if our cell phones are dead or I don't know that I used one really. Okay. I didn't really use a cell phone until, yeah, later than you'd think. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if I had one at the time. Anyway, I couldn't get in contact with him. And so I left the venue. I -hmm. couldn't get in contact with him. And I was like, well, he's, it's over. Everyone's letting out. So like. Yeah. He'll, he'll be coming Eventually, out. Eventually, we'll meet up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nope. Um, this is happening, and people are coming out, and it's getting to the point where oh. I don't see anyone on that the you... concert floor. Ooh. And I was like, well, this is not Good. great, because I'm yeah. freezing. I'm, like, literally shaking. Well, yeah, also, when you, you go to a show, you kind of, like, you go in knowing it's like, okay, there's going to be body heat. Yeah. 
depending what the temperature is outside, you yeah. kind of risk it and like don't don't take your jacket. Right. Cuz who wants it? Who wants it? It's going to get in the way. And so I was like, well, this could be an easy fix. I could just go back in. And I tried to go back in and they wouldn't let me. Oh. And they wouldn't let me back in. And I was like, I I'm not and I was like, could I get a drink of water? Like I'm I'm going through it, it seems. Could I get a drink of water? And they were like, no, I have to watch the door. And I was like, you're kidding. Like, and oh, so no. I, I legitimately left the door area mm-hmm. and sat down like crisscross applesauce on the sidewalk. Oh. Next thing I remember, I was in someone's car. And I guess I had recognized it as my friend's companion's car at mm-hmm. some point because um, – she lived in D.C. Okay. And we were in D.C. And so, like, it, yeah, that was our mode of transportation. And I was just like, whoa, what's going on? And then at some point, I guess, like, the reason why what happened was is they went upstairs mm-hmm. to, um, like, another room. So there's music on up there. It's like, you know, it's a club. Yeah, so it's like, like another, you know, one of those venues that has multiple. Right. So Parts they didn't know the show was over oh, because heck. they were like, uh, you know, they, he understood what I meant. Like, I'll see you outside after yeah. the show. Well, it was so loud there that he didn't think the show was over oh. and it was still packed up there. So oh. he didn't think anything of it. And Yikes. then he said that he just checked the, the venue floor and mm-hmm. he saw nobody was there. Not one person. And his, he said it like his stomach dropped. Cause he's like, what the hell? And then, so he came outside and I was like lying, lying oh, down that's... on the curb dying oh, i guess man. well yeah your body's you know you're super warm and yeah. you go outside to the elements uh-huh yeah fainting in public i've done that a few times um not great never feels great uh waking up sideways disorient you know no Mm-mm. and um i remember i don't there i can't exactly yeah i can't exactly remember what happened but i remember being in the back seat and i remember changing clothes like down to my underwear because like i was yeah and i don't remember whose clothes i put on or what was going on but i just knew i yeah and i had oh by the way during all of this this is before this this mm-hmm. is an after this I, I had the flu very bad oh my god I, and what happened yeah. was we already planned the dc trip so uh-huh. i just went through it oh and so i had the flu and then this happened you weren't quite over it probably no and then this happened which made everything worse so i was shivering Mm -hmm. so we stopped and um i had requested uh two glasses of sprite um to energize me and then i had sprite and then i remember (laughs) more of the night right um uh she let me stay in her bed that night because she felt very bad and since i was just like the flu and everything like uh-huh. that i there was a sweat angel in the bed i i had in the middle of the night i had to wake up and sleep somewhere else because the bed was that wet oh my god and i have and, and i don't i'm not a sweaty person it was a sweat angel in the bed like you literally <laughs> oh. it was water like just sweat and i was like i am so sorry i am so sorry i slept in your bed and this happened because she slept somewhere else yeah um I can't also, remember. Also, you're so out of it. You're like, I don't yeah. know. Who so else like, is even here? In the mi- yeah. In the middle of the <laughs> night, in the middle of the night, I just like crept to the living room and just found like, I think like a somewhere else. Somewhere yeah. else. And wow. then in the morning I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't 
pee myself or anything, yeah, like, but I'm sick. Complete body sweat. And technically, it's kind of your fault, too, because you kind of... You abandoned me. You kind of <laughs> abandoned me outside a venue, and I almost died. And I don't live here. I forgot all about that story, well. but that's a good story. Anyway, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Don't I took apologize. A, I took, about, good... I took your time away from you. That's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not, as a, as a grown-up, mm-hmm. really been to dc to do any exploring of my own or go to the shows there yeah um so yeah it's definitely on the docket in the next you know couple years hopefully mm-hmm. um but you know till then i'll still be wearing this elvis costello shirt yeah every summer you'll see me in it yeah and as my trivia question uh it's elvis costello related got it okay and late night television related got it okay let's see if i can Get this right. So, as a replacement act on a late night show, Elvis Costello and his and his band played the song "Radio Radio," which they had been specifically told not to play. What show were they on? And I will tell you that the year was 1977. So you know this is a new album. Mm-hmm. They're a replacement act, but you know, like they're a hot new, sure, hot new band, but. Yeah. Being asked not to play a specific uh, mm-hmm. specific song. Mm-hmm. Was it A, SNL, B, The Merv Griffin Show, C, The Midnight Special, or D, None of the Above? Hmm. So as a replacement act on a late night show, hmm. they played the song Radio Radio, which they had been specifically told not to play. What show were they on? A, SNL, B, Merv Griffin Show, C, The Midnight Special, or D, None of the Above? I'm thinking it's not going to be The Midnight Special, because if you're if you're playing tunes, and mm. you say, hey, don't play tunes, hey, <laughs> stop it, hey, quit it, hey, stop, you know, it's not midnight, because um, that's, when, that's when all the freaks come out. Mm-hmm. As we talked about last week, those are true freak hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's when you come out and my cat. <laughs> yeah. We, uh... yeah, yeah, that's when you get business done. Yeah, um, that's when so... that's when we truly oscillate. So I don't think hours. I don't think it's that. Okay. Um, now there's a comedian. His name's Connor Ratliff. That he's the biggest Elvis Costello fan. That I at least follow on the internet. He's always okay. posting about Elvis Costello. For whatever reason, loves Elvis Costello. So, like, Costello. he and my dad are just, like, constantly posting about Elvis Costello. If your <laughs> yeah. dad kind of looks like sad George Lucas. No. My dad looks like me, but with less hair and actually facial hair. <laughs> my dad doesn't look like me. My dad doesn't even look like me. Heck. No. Um... Or okay. I guess I should say, I look like my dad. Is that how you say yeah, that? Yeah, I guess so, technically. He stole the look from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Saturday Night Live. Pretty big show. And, you know, that's... Huge show. In the 70s, it's like, that was like... Huge show. You know, but it's coming... Okay. Mm-hmm. And Merv Griffin was B. Mm-hmm. Right? Merv Griffin, known creator of Jeopardy. Yes. And I believe Wheel of Fortune. Probably more than that, too, yeah. But yes, for it, sure. Like, those. those two, I'm pretty sure. So would... Just, like, cool name, personality. So would TV the creator of Wheel of Fortune deny <laughs> Elvis yeah. Costello his rightful deed of playing music? 
for that particular that particular music. <laughs> uh okay. I'll bite. Okay, I'm gonna go B Merv Griffin show. Um Elvis Costello was not was told specifically not to play certain songs on that show. Well, you're wrong. Damn it, really? I'm sure someone, you know, like Merv Griffin, kind of like an older gentleman would maybe not like a angry young gentleman playing mm-hmm. a specific song. Yeah. Uh, on his show, it was ASNL. Uh, that was my second choice. Yeah, ASNL. But. Did they uh, wonder why? Because the song, basically NBC and Lauren Michaels told them can't play the song because it's basically about artists versus the you know whole mm-hmm. industry of you yeah, know two alternative broadcast industry yeah. okay <laughs> so it's a little too see I, the reason why i didn't say snl again because mm-hmm. i'm like well it's kind of late at they, night they had really there's um pretty i'm pretty sure i saw it on youtube my mm-hmm. dad showed it to me because like elvis costello nerd yeah. alert um like when youtube came out like the first things that we searched on it when we finally got internet at our house uh my dad wanted to make sure that the zapruder film was on there that was the first (laughs) (laughs) that was the first search in that youtube uh Mm -hmm. block and then also the footage of this incident so they had started to they were supposed to play i think it was less than zero okay just like a single off of that album um so they had started to play that, but Elvis Costello was inspired by uh, Jimi Hendrix's moment on BBC, where he did something similar, like play, you know, started a song, and I was like, "Hey, everyone, like, mm-mm, start over. We're doing this song instead, the one we were told not to." So, in a rebellious act, started the song that they had planned on, and then told the band stop, and they went right. <laughs> So, in a rebellious <laughs> yeah. act, we in have two questions act. in a row that we didn't get right. Zero, zero. But I do have an extra credit. I have an extra. Option. I have a brick body Shane point coming up, maybe to me. You do. If That's you, just if you what wanted, we call them yeah, at this if, point. Right. If you want the Shane point or not, Shane, give me the Shane point. Okay. I'm desperate. So you know, I said they were replacing an act for that night. Which band uh, do you suppose they were replacing? I'm not giving you any multiple choice for this because you have to work for it. <laughs> but you okay. get the point. If you get the point, you get the point. Uh, check, check. Is this on? Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. hmm. Keep in mind, you know, it's late 70s, so. Late 70s. You know, who's big and. For for an SNL act? Yeah, SNL. I'm like, SNL's like definitely like a little edgier. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, maybe. Where the. Hmm. I have a weird one. I have a weird one. Do you and want I, like a weird one and then like your real one? No, no. I think the weird one, for some reason, it's saying this to me in my head and I okay. can't be right because it's way too late in time, I think. Uh, I mean. How about the turtles? Hit me with the turtles. No. It wasn't the turtles. It was the sex pistols. Oh, that's interesting <laughs> yeah. because yeah. they were told not to play a certain song. But the original was booking the was pistols. the Sex Pistols. And they were, they were probably doing, like, God Save the Queen stuff at that point. Yeah, but it's the U.S., so, like, that you can say that, but not anything about... Tough. Oh, yeah, I don't... Well, I blew the so, shame point. 
That's okay. Shane, if you're listening at home, um, I hope you got that one the for Shane, your own point. The Shane of Shane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not, you know, Brick Body Shane, love you. We're just going to name that extra point that Toddy didn't well, get. Well, Shane makes his you. own rules, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fine. It's just He's what just he allowed. does. Just let him go. He's just allowed. <laughs> yeah. He's just allowed to do it. Um, All right. So, yeah. So, that's my first item. So, we messed up there okay mm, it's fine okay we, so you know we learn and we we go live and on. we learn and go on and go on so i'm going to introduce my second item and it is also a band t-shirt and it's also something that i got within the last year and okay. i wear it like once a week and um it's definitely the daniel johnson heather gray long sleeve mm. t-shirt so heather gray long sleeve uh t-shirt um it has one of his drawings on the front it's from the early 2000s and it was actually a T-shirt uh, put together. Um, it says 91.5 KRCC, which is uh, a southern Colorado uh, radio station. Colorado Springs, I think, is where nice. it is. I could be wrong, but I'm pr- pretty sure it's it's around there. But um, So Daniel Johnson um, was born in 1961, and then he actually just recently passed. Yeah, He passed uh, September 11th, 2019. So a new reason to never forget a new reason. So 18 years out of that 18 years after the tragedy, the true tragedy happened, uh, DJ's passing. But I was just like looking up um, because I've been a fan for probably since I've listened to music, Mm -hmm. love all the stuff. Um, Really cool content. Um, Just uh, definitely a a person that didn't let anything kind of hold them back from expressing themselves Mm -hmm. and being who they are. And despite all the things that he was been went through in his life, like he still wanted to produce and make music, yeah, make creative, yeah, works. And I, uh, so I was just yeah, just searching just so I could have tidbits or whatever. I thought it was interesting that on his Wikipedia it calls him a significant figure in outsider music scenes, and I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. So, um, but, uh. He also uh, was a fan of the drink Mountain Dew. Interesting. Uh, so Mountain Dew is my favorite drink, and it was also Daniel Johnson's favorite drink because we both use it to help us with ADHD. Interesting. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. Uh, we both find something that works. We both had severe ADHD and can't concentrate on things. But it's it, we just use it as coffee, basically, yeah. just like to get to get the juices going. Um, so uh, once upon a time, um, he was in a, a, a brain facility, <laughs> like he was. Uh, yeah, he he uh, was quarantined in a different way in a medical facility that that he was in, and um, he from that facility wrote a song about Mountain Dew. And sent it to Mountain Dew. Hmm. And he had said, like, in the recording, because everything he did was on cassette, sent them a cassette. It said something on the lines of, like, hey, this is Daniel Johnson from the Funny Farm, um, the Crazy Land. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Mountain Dew. And he just, like, uh, made a song about Mountain Dew and, wow. uh, like, howled like a wolf at the end. Like, Mountain Dew. And, uh, yeah, he didn't get a call back, um, unfortunately. Darn. But he, uh, you know, did it. But. So my second thrifty trivia trivia question mm-hmm. is on Mountain Dew. Oh. Daniel Johnson's favorite drink. Okay, Shane. Yeah, I shamed it. 
I shamed it. <laughs> I shamed this one. Um, so which of these is a discontinued Mountain Dew flavor? Which of these is a discontinued former Mountain Dew flavor? Hmm. A, Typhoon Freeze. Okay. B, Electric Grape. Okay. C, Cherry MDX. Or, it sounds like a designer drug. <laughs> or I lied. None of them. None of the above. <sighs> D, none of the above. None of those are real. A, Typhoon Freeze. B, Electric Grape. C, Cherry MDX. Or D, none of the above. What are your thoughts there? All I can see when you read those to me is like bright colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Typhoon Freeze is like the least likely to be a name. Fair, because what is it? What's it mean? Like, I want it to be a slushy and not just like yeah. a pop. I and, feel and like what, you'd have. Fl- to... And what flavor is Typhoon Freeze exactly? Right, like, like some kind of like gray blue. Doesn't seem real, right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. The other ones seem electric grape. Yeah, that seems very plausible. You know, like grape, pretty common pop flavor. Yes, and electric grape seems like something maybe Mountain Dew would do. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Because we know, you know, it, this is a fact. They've done Mountain Dew pitch black before. I Yeah, I feel like I have that tidbit of information lodged in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then C is Cherry MDX. Yeah, which... <laughs> it was a motocross drink. Okay. For motocross. For motocross fans. Yeah. And Electric Grape... Um, electric Grape was like pitch black. The reason why I mentioned that is because it looked like pitch black. Now again, hmm. I could be lying about any yeah, of these. You could just be lying. I'm you could have made setting, those up. I'm just set, I'm just <laughs> setting these up is what they are. All right. I'm not telling you the no, answer. No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Typhoon Freeze, kind of a wild card. You don't know what kind of flavor that is, really. Yeah, because I think it would be if they use Mountain Dew to make a slushy. Mm-hmm. Then they would name it that, since it's like, oh, it's like a freezy kind of drink, but not just like a regular flavor. Electric grape could be sour grape. Could be straight up sour grape and make yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, if you like Cherry MDX, if you uh, drive motocross, <laughs> that was available at different stadiums when you go see the X Games. Okay. Or um, D, none. None of the above. None of the above. I'm going to go A, the Typhoon Whoa. Freeze. Yeah. So you came around on it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Typhoon Freeze. Okay. So which of these is a discontinued Mountain Dew flavor? A, Typhoon Freeze. B, Electric Grape. C, Cherry MDX. D, none of the above. The correct answer is I D'd you. Oh, man. <laughs> I illegally D'd you. Oh. D, none of the above. None of oh, them. Oh, shoot. None of these were flavors. Um, where I got some of the words from was my brain. You started to get really specific, and I was like, oh, yeah, that yeah, that sounds... That sounds good. That sounds plausible. Yeah. Um, the MDX, uh, Cherry MDX, which is the one I'm particularly proud of because I thought about <laughs> motocross and I was just like, wouldn't it be cool to just abbreviate stuff? Because that's what like cool dudes. I just, it sounds like a designer drug to me. Yeah. So anyway. Like a little uh, bit of motocross, a little bit of something else, a little bit of red dye 40. So um, I mm. also, up until probably the other day, thought that Mountain Dew reduces sperm count because somebody told me that in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we think of from eighth grade that like drives our life choices? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, but uh, yeah, I literally like in 2020, 
or in 2019, somewhere around there, somebody's like, no, it definitely doesn't do that. But once upon a time in eighth grade, somebody told me that I looked it up and there was some information. Some mm. There is some information that it does, Interesting. but it not to the extent that okay. it, yeah, that you were led on to believe. Perhaps. Yeah, because I was just like, there's no way I can have kids. There's just no possible way. And turns <laughs> out, <ugh>. um, <laughs> um, so no, you didn't get it right. right. So we, again, are struggling. Well, I went for, you know, we're struggling. none of the above the first time around. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to double yeah. D. Just, you know. So let's hope I get a point here. Through caution to the winds. <laughs> so you have another Completely. thrift find for us today. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my other item that I brought to the table today is a black t-shirt. And it's got an anvil tag on it. Mm-hmm. As we see, we're going to talk about tags. I've been talking about tags today. Um, a little mo- modern action. A little yeah, reprint so action. Yeah, so a little little modern reprints Mm -hmm. um so it's got iggy and the stooges on the front and sort of like a wings kind of logo a little star in the middle a little red and white yeah bolt of lightning like pretty uh clear and concise logo there but not the usual you know kind of like rounded font that the stooges is usually written in i believe that i've seen you wear both of these t-shirts would that be yeah fair yeah, yeah okay. I've, I've definitely wore both. Yeah, Iggy for sure. and the Stooges are some of my like on my top top bands of all time. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to see them twice. Um, on their first reunion tour, I think it was like 2004. Uh, you know, most of the original members were on that one, and that was a pretty big deal because they hadn't done anything together in a long time. Like. The fallout of that band is like, there's many books written about it. They kind of got back together when the when the Pixies originally did around the same time, like early. 2000s. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't follow. I don't really follow the Pixies chronology. Yeah, but I'm. I believe you in that statement. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember both like got together on the. Because I remember hearing. I can't remember which one first, but I remember mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, that's chill." You know, yeah, I feel and like. I'm like, oh, like yeah. I feel like sometimes those bands are like, you know what. Mm-hmm. they're doing it like yeah. yeah we could still be friends and go on a, a little tour yeah um so i was in i think fourth grade going into fifth grade uh, that tells you something about my family that's our priorities like we got to go see these like legends you gotta go see this yeah, family's gotta go out to see these legends yeah. uh-huh. and um they were on this tour and like they're from my hometown originally ann arbor michigan and they were going to be playing what I only call Pine Knob, but is known as DTE Music Energy Theater. Last time I heard, who knows? Maybe it's called something else now. But one of those like open air, um, like outdoor sort yeah. of theaters where there is some covered seating under the pavilion. Otherwise, the rest is just like huge, like lawn seating. Um, so we had tickets for it. Very excited for it, and then huge blackouts across the country happens what (laughs) i'm not sure how western pennsylvania was affected i can't remember but yes do do we remember what why what was going on because it wasn't y2k no unless y2k like had a real late start um 
Got to think it was Bush's fault at some point. <laughs> I was, you know, young enough where I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bush Jr.'s fault right. at some point. I was like, oh, it's summer. And so, like, there's still sunlight. I can play in the yard. And I ended up going to, like, my grandparents' house. And, um, yeah, that cool. was going on for a little bit. That's pretty cool. You know, mini, mini panic of, like, Oh, we got to get all our money out of the ATMs. Oh, I yeah. got to do this. We got to do that. So I was young enough where I was like oblivious. Sure. It's like perfect. Sure. Just going to play in the yard. Yeah. Nothing has really yeah. changed for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so my sister and I went to my grandparents' house, kind of set that out. So, you know, with all that happening, the show was rescheduled. And the show was amazing. Um,. You know, like, for a band like that, super influential, come back together, do, like, a huge reunion tour. Uh, Iggy Pop just, like, slithering around as he does. Mm -hmm. Like, just an amazing human being, in my in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, Just, like, the f performance energy of them is Especially great. being that young, like, yeah. experiencing something like that. Yeah. That kind of, like... Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. You know, it kind of like, pushes cool. you like, in a certain. He loves what he's doing and he has no shame. I'm like, yes. Right. I feel like. That was kind of like the Morrissey thing for me. I was yeah. like, yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love He's got the stringy hair, mm -hmm. his accent, like, when he talks, like, I'm like, okay. Yes. Yeah. I get what you're, get what you're laying down. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we, you know, we went to the show. Great. Amazing. I have a shirt from that show which my dad specifically bought in a size a little too large because he's like you're gonna thank me later when it fits you when you're grown up holy so crap that's the one that i currently like holy I, crap not the shirt we're looking at right now yeah uh but yeah good like, foresight tip of the hat to that forward thinking yeah i appreciate that move was good yeah um but, uh, yeah, during the show, Iggy Pop was started yelling, like, turn out all the lights. So he, like, did, like, a blackout. Like, he's like, we couldn't play, but we're going to turn out all the lights on everyone here. So, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Um, the second time I saw them was in 2011 for, like, a Ron Ashton tribute show. Uh, lucky enough to, like, meet Iggy Pop in person just briefly. Okay. As well as Jim Jarmusch, like, on the okay. same line. Okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, hey. Jim Jarmusch was there to, like, film the concert, do some other yeah. stuff. I've met no one on my list. <laughs> uh, let's just say right place, right time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I just talk to people, and then they introduce me to other people, I guess. I Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what I get for opening my darn mouth. Well, hey. So. Get things done when you do that. It's so far, so You get so things good. done when you open <laughs> yeah. your mouth. Yeah. So, uh, I cried at that show. Good for you. Like, a good old. Good for you. Solid cry. Mm -hmm. A solid cry. And at the end of it, it's just like, my face was just like, so like, puffy and red. It was like, a whole wave of emotional mm -hmm. feelings. This guy was standing next to me, like, turned around and just like, looked at me. Just like middle aged like dude and he was like, Hey, did you get any good footage of that show? And I'm like I I can't make any sentences at that time. Like I'm like absorbing everything. We just saw like this experience, like visual audio experience and he's like, 
he's like handing me his business card say like you know if you if you got any good footage like let me know it's like mm. i'm like i, I what <laughs> what the hell like yeah i i, mean, I just had an, ex- an emotional why, do you, why are you wearing a ex- giant like, trench coat I was like why are you here <laughs> like, are you a news reporter right it's like uh i don't think page we boy got, cap on like, i don't think we got the same you know experience here yikes okay um, well that was fun that was cool that you yeah, had like, fun though really really good show very memorable mm-hmm. got pretty close to the stage for that one mm-hmm. um yeah and like since then like r.i.p scott and ron ashton that's true the brothers there that's true um and steve mckay who played saxophone for them oh really yeah he's gone too yep Tough. And uh, another original member was Dave Alexander, and he did not make it very long, period, in life. Oh, so, it's not the band or life. Yeah, no, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, while they only released a few albums, they're just undeniably influ- influential in their style and their stage antics. I mean, I don't know a lot of other like you know late 60s early 70s so like definitely like proto-punk yeah like what they were doing like they were like rolling and glitter and like yeah pretty good stuff peanut butter and shards of glass etc etc look yeah like (laughs) somebody look (laughs) like some people look through glass some people roll (laughs) in it like yeah yeah. some people don't even eat peanuts some people are allergic to peanuts yeah some people roll in peanuts it's just a difference it's just a difference some different stuff yeah so yeah, this is another shirt of mine, um, and this was a yard sale find of a family friend. That's fun. On, like passed through the grapevine, sort of thing. So added to my music collection. Yeah, pretty good. That's that a that's a pretty good, good story. Yeah. Uh, not only for that particular T-shirt, mm-hmm. but you're basically the in chronological order your experience with their music. Yeah, like. Growing up with them, knowing that only a few miles down the road is like, that's where he grew up in that trailer park, and then, oh, he did all these things. Like, people have their opinions about him, And but... then you became a DJ. <laughs> right. Uh, for recreation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, my trivia question for this item... I gotta get this, because we've got nothing. So, I've, I well, let's see. Let's see if we can get it. So, which of the Stooges albums just has its 50th anniversary okay. this year? All right. Let's see if I can get this. Huh. So, we got A, their debut album. B, Funhouse. C, Raw Power. D, None of the Above. And um, to help you out, I did list those in chronological order. Yes. Because I know I... Some, sometimes it gets a little tricky when... What what's C? Uh, raw power. What songs are on that one? Like um, what's like, like search the... and destroy? Okay, shake appeal. I think it might be that one. I think I thought I was thinking it was Funhouse, but those seem old. That search and destroy is old older than I thought. Then if it's in chronological order. Yeah. So A their debut. Uh huh. B Funhouse. And the 50, 50th anniversary. Yes, yeah, this year. Yeah. This year. 2020, the year of our Lord. Yeah. Okay. So, 19... 
So it would make 70. it... 70. Yeah, 1970 when that album came out. I really think it's C, but I don't exactly know why. Okay. Hmm. I don't think it's none of the above because there's definitely an anniversary. But it could be, I guess it could be an album mm-hmm. that you didn't mention. But they really, like I said, they really don't have that many albums. Yeah. So I just don't see it. Yes, yeah, so I don't more think of it's, a per, like. I don't think it's D. I don't okay. think it's D. You're S- right that it's not D. <laughs> Whoa! I got wow! I got a secret chain. So yeah, <laughs> secret chain backwards. cheating. <laughs> right. Backwards help, but it's I mean, you're. Thank still, you, Shane. You still have all the choices to make. So I feel I feel Shane with me in this room right now. Thank you, <laughs> bud. Um. So it's not okay. You know what? Let's just do it. It's it's the anniversary of the whole thing. We're going to go A. I'm going to go A. They're self-titled. Final answer. Okay. It's B, Funhouse. That sucks. That's the only one I didn't yeah. say. So, fi- okay. so 50 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's okay because we still have two more. Three. Yeah, we we have some. two more questions. And so the past two episodes between... Us two, we've had accumulated one right answer in that. So I hope the listeners, the roaches and worms at home, that you did a little better than us. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, figure out who wins this week in Act Three. Um, we got an incredible Act Two coming up, but before we get into that, I want to switch gears over to some listener finds, DJ mm-hmm. Lil. And these are coming from the uh, Discord. Yes. Thrifty Discord. So if you are on the internet and you are on Discord, uh, definitely search Getting Thrifty and join. Um, there is random links out there as well. If you need a personal link, I will give you one. Just find us on at Thrifty Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. People have DM'd for a link and I've nice. given it to them. Um, but if you find a link, they do expire, which is a weird thing. Um, but some of them aren't expired. So, hey, just find us in the Thrifty Discord. But right now, there's some Thrift Finds. We have a whole Thrift Finds channel. And our listener finds are all picked from that. So, even if you are in the Discord and you want to be on the episode, mm-hmm. put your find there. So, we're going to take a look at a, a very special friend of ours. Slops the Clown. Shout out to Slops. Big shout out to Slops. Um, welcome to the Thrifty Universe. You've been um, awesome to, to have around. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining the Discord. And your camera is on here. So we're looking at a Kodak Brownie 620. And the Brownie camera was introduced originally uh, in the 1900s, and it was just a box. So it was just a box and uh, um, the film was put behind it, and mm-hmm. then it was sort of like almost like a pinhole camera right. type situation. Um, and with the 620 film, um, uh, 120 film and 620 film are actually like kind of the same film, only the uh, the uh, the skinnier it's a skinnier roll. So actually, some people take the the film off and put on another roll. It's just mm. how big your camera is. Okay. Because like that's the spool basically. So it's the same film. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it just Different depends on the size. Width, yeah. Um, but 
uh, Kodak uh, discontinued their 620 film in 1995. So it wasn't even... I mean, that's a while ago, but yeah. in camera sense, you could probably still... Uh, it's still floating around out there, like... Mm-hmm. And people who have those as their hobby or their profession, like, you stock up on those materials, what you get to, or maybe you get a new camera, different equipment. Yeah. There's probably still some of that floating around out there. And I went to art school, and I have a photography degree, and I'm just average at it. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not terrible at it. I'm not great at it. But, um, so I have some experience with, like, land cameras and... Um, this camera has like the bellows on it are, are, are super nice and it looks like it's slops have kept it in, in great condition. It's kind of shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been trying to find some uh, Google reviews Ooh. of um, obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I couldn't find a Google review of this camera. So the only thing I could <laughs> find was a Google review of its film. Oh, okay. 620 film. All right. So uh, this review comes from. Uh, Dale Barley, uh, capital D on Dale, okay. B on Barley, one okay. word, Dale Barley, on the 620 film. Dale says, film is great film. Ilford film lacks the blacks you want. Got it. So, uh, 1995, Kodak 620 film, maybe it's a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that wraps up uh, Act 1. We've accumulated no points, but we've grown closer as friends because yeah, now we, we have we shared of... some concert memories. Yeah. Obviously, we're big music nerds, so yes, if, that. if you haven't figured that out, we, <laughs> right. now you know over the past hour or so that yeah. you've been uh, listening. listening to people talk about music. So like... uh, we're going to take a, a break. We're going to come to you. Uh, come back to you live in Act 3. But mm-hmm. for Act 2, DJ Lil has some uh, cool new tracks for you to listen to. And um, these are, I, I, w- I would assume, like, these bands are people that you're in contact with. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely some people I'm in contact with. And unfortunately, there's no, you know, concerts or, you know, live events for the foreseeable future. But check out these tracks. Check out these bands. And we'll see you in Act 3. And we'll see you in Act 3. Stay tuned. It's time for Freestyle. Hi, I'm DJ Lil, and I brought to you a couple tracks this week to check out. First track we have today is from Human Skull, out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. A track called What You Lost, off of Take a Lifetime. You can check them out at humanskull.bandcamp.com or on Instagram at humanskullbands. The second track today is from Obsessive Discipline, Transceiving Pulse, off of Stature. You can check them out on Facebook, Obsessive Discipline, or obsessivediscipline.bandcamp.com. And they are an industrial music and noise project of Nicholas Voodoo, who currently resides in San Diego, California. It began as a natural progression from Nicholas' previous moniker, Caustacut, after he obtained a modular synthesizer. 
Some common themes in the work of obsessive discipline include fundamental universal suffering, chaos magic, and the tendencies of domination. The project has put out cassette releases on black ring rituals and red light sound productions. Thanks for listening this week and stay tuned for more tunes.
So we are back live for Act 3. I hope you enjoyed uh, maybe some tunes you heard of before, maybe new bands to mm-hmm. your ears, but thank you, DJ Lil, for doing that piece. You're so welcome. for Thanks to the bands. Yeah, and, and we have uh, compiled a, a list of other bands, too. So, um, yeah, listen in for some music mm-hmm. eventually here. So the Freestyle Act is going to be about anything so there's going to be more dj lil music in yeah, there <laughs> more music to follow <laughs> we shall see uh so we'll get right into it uh so uh with act three we're going to go into vintage versus modern vintage versus modern for new listeners to the show Our first act, we have a curated thrift haul. We take one of our items each from that thrift haul, whether it be a vintage piece or a modern piece, Mm -hmm. and we select it, and its counterpart, whether it's the vintage that we still need or the modern we still need, we take a look at ebay.com, the website, compare and contrast the values between the two, and ask the other which has more value. Mm -hmm. So last week on the show, you got the victory. Or in, was that indeed I did oh, that, that you got the victory, and then the week, the week before, before that, that I, I did. it's hard to keep track of points when you've only done gotten one point <laughs> a piece. So yeah, um, so we're we're tied, and we mm-hmm. collected zero points in Act One. Yes. So what's cool about this is we don't know who's going to win. There's yeah, it's a fresh start to the last act. So cause... somebody is going to be two and one. And the other person is going to be one and two at the end of this episode. I hope it's me. I hope I'm. I hope I win, but we'll see. So um, for vintage versus modern, I mm-hmm. selected my vintage uh, Daniel Johnson tee from um, uh, th- that I got the long sleeve Heather mm-hmm. Gray tee um, from Colorado Springs, and so that's going to be what I use for vintage. Now, the modern is also originally a t-shirt that came out the same year as the Daniel Johnson t-shirt, but it's a modern reprint. Okay. So traditionally speaking, reprints you you think have less value than the vintage. Well, mm-hmm. with this reprint, it's actually pretty rare. Oh. So uh, so it's a vintage Daniel Johnson long sleeve gray shirt for vintage versus the modern Nirvana 1993 reprint in utero cover large Full color rare. That's the complete eBay listing. I see what you did here. Okay. <laughs> You're, um, so it's a, a vintage t-shirt, t-shirt versus a rare reprint. So Nirvana 93 reprint in mm-hmm. Euro cover large full color rare. That was the whole thing. Okay. So wh- how, what are you feeling? What is your first inkling here? I'm tending to go towards the Daniel Johnson piece mm-hmm. because also it has, like, it's a drawing and it's specific to a certain radio station. It's long sleeve, maybe even? It's long sleeve. Throw, you know, that's a couple more bucks there mm-hmm. for more sleeve. Um, whereas the Nirvana reprint, sure, if they're going to, you know, limited number on that item... Even if it's rare, it's still new? Is that yeah, what it's like, eh. Not as, you know, specific. It's just the album artwork, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. You know, album it's a artwork. It's la- large, lar- like a large print of the album artwork. Nice shirt with a nice album artwork on it. I'd say, I'd say 
good condition. Okay. I'd say good to great condition. And okay. then the vintage you see in front of you. So Yeah, also it, pretty good condition. Yeah, it's the same condition, I'd say. I'm going to go with the Daniel Johnson piece. The Daniel Johnson piece. Okay, so I you're going to so. go vintage for this. Um, mm-hmm. What are your price points, you think? Just uh, for fun. Just for fun. Hmm. Tough, right? It is because... It could be worth nothing or everything. Like, there's a lot of bands and musicians I really like, and I would, you know, I'd probably pay a good penny for some old merch of theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go 35 on their Nirvana. Okay. So the modern, you're going to go 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like 60. 60. On the Daniel Johnson. Yeah. Okay. So nice, nice even numbers. So you're going uh, vintage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that the vintage, um, you said it's $60. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't do too bad. Uh, the vintage Daniel Johnson's about 70 Okay. 70 bucks. So are right. you still confident that? I think so. Okay. I think so. Well, the Nirvana 1993 reprint in utero, cover large, full color, rare. You said what, thirty-five dollars? Thirty-five, yeah, that was my guess. Thirty bucks. Ooh. You win. You get a point. I got you a get point. a point. So the vintage Daniel Johnson long sleeve gets you the point. Awesome. Gets you, Thank you. the point. <laughs> Thanking the shirt, thanking Daniel Johnson, So I have, I have to do it now. Mm-hmm. I have to get this right. I have to get this right or if we tie. If you want any chance. Or we tie. Hmm. All right. Okay. So my vintage versus modern, I chose to do my uh, Iggy and the Stooges shirt. So my item here is a modern item. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... This exact shirt is what I'm gonna go for, right? For the modern piece. Mm-hmm. So, so the Iggy shirt in and front the Stooges, of me is the modern. yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Iggy and the Stooges, uh, you know, Wings logo, men's T-shirts is the listing. Versus a vintage item, Iggy and the Stooges. I'm sick of you. Blue T-shirt, Ooh. medium size. Hmm. So that sounds like a cool shirt. It kind of is, is really good. Kind of is, huh? Unfortunately, as all of these are sold items, yeah. If that person ever sells it again, I'd that seems be cool. interested. Yeah. So the modern is it like? That? So I'm looking at a peanut butter jar right in front of me, plastic giant eagle grocery store oh, peanut yeah, butter jar. Is one, it yeah. that what blue? You said the blue um, shirt. Just curious. Is it the blue like the cap or the I'd blue say, like the label or neither blues? <laughs> I'd say since it's, you know, a vintage piece, it's a little like worn. Um, I'm looking at the blue of that Morrissey font. Okay. It's more around that uh, picture. Yeah. It's very, very slightly faded. Yeah. So like. Yeah. That blue. A pleasing blue. Yeah. Not a strong. Sharp blue. Sharp blue, but not a baby blue. Not a crisp blue. Just a no, blue. No, like a nicely worn blue. old band shirt blue. <sighs> See, I really think it's that, but I don't want to be tricked. Because this new mm-hmm. one is very cool, too. And plus, it's a logo. All right. I'm going to go vintage on this. Okay. I'm going to go vintage on this, and I'm going to say $50. 
Is that a lie? Am I going to say $50? Vintage is 50 I'm going to say, sure. I'm going to say vintage is, how about $55? Okay. Vintage $55. I'm going to go modern $28. Okay. So I'm going to go vintage Iggy over mm-hmm. the modern Iggy to see if I can tie you. And you're right. Yay! We both <laughs> yeah, did it? Yeah. That's so good. And what's interesting... Mm-hmm. Is that there's only a dollar fifty difference between the sold listings here? No kidding. Yeah, so it's again like just like last week, very you know, very close mm-hmm. between the two. The vintage, you said it was going to go for fifty five. The vintage went for twenty nine fifty, which I think is a steal for the that shirt. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, and then the modern, you said twenty eight went for 28 went for 28 so i got it you right got on the it. nose exactly that's so fun to me that i did that <laughs> yes in this new era of thrifty it mm-hmm. seems like i'm at least getting better at the price points and well i guess i sell shirts yeah and that second one yeah it's a very recently sold item mm-hmm. so okay so that's the actual thing yeah so we very have, contemporary prices here so we have tied we have so, in the last minutes of the show. Yeah, and um, so what we have been doing, and again, this is a shout out to Shane. Is Shane doesn't like ties, so Shane oh, has a no. thing where if you tie at the end of an episode of Thrifty, what you do is, is you think of a word, mm-hmm. and then you eBay search the word for sold items of that word. And whatever the value is of the most expensive sold item, who's ever closer to that value, wins. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, what word? Sausage. Sausage. Got it. Okay. So before I even type in sausage on eBay, what the word sausage mm-hmm. in the title, mm-hmm. what is the top value of a sold item with sausage in the title? Hmm. Because I'm going to think it's going to be... What could it be? You know, like kitchen equipment. Kitchen equipment. Which some of those appliances are a little bit more expensive, depending Mm -hmm. on the grade. Um, I'm going to go for $450. $450. Yes. Okay. So you have $450. Mm -hmm. So I have typed in sausage on eBay, but I have not clicked sold yet. Okay. I I just have it... I just want to have it ready. So it's when ready, I, yeah. So when I do have, so when I do have it ready, it's ready. So you said four hundred and fifty dollars would be uh, the yeah the highest selling. Okay. I'm gonna think because we've done this tiebreaker before, mm-hmm. and I traditionally shoot pretty high in the numbers, but it's even higher. Um, but sausage doesn't seem like it's going to give you $450. So it could just be like an old cured sausage, which maybe old sausage in a jar or something. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So I'm going to go lower. Okay. I'm going to go lower than that. I'm going to go $150. $150. Okay. Okay, so I have sausage in eBay, and I'm going to filter it 
by sold items com- and also completed items like together. Mm-hmm. So you have sausage for four fifty, mm-hmm. and I have it for what did I say? One fifty. One fifty. So who's ever closest wins. Okay. I'm hitting done right now. Okay, I know the winner officially. Oh. I know the winner officially. So the top sold uh, sausage is a Enterprise 4QT large plate sausage stuffer. <laughs> lard wine fruit cider press. Okay. 44.95. Oh. 44.95. <laughs> uh, so I I was off by a whole decimal point. Yeah, yeah. I mean there was definitely a 4 and a 5 in it. Mm. So you definitely have that. Um so yeah. So I guess that was the 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 top the top sausage. So, uh, fortunately for me, but unfortunately for you, I've won this week. So I, I, I'm the victor. I use the, uh, Shane, uh, eBay search bonus point, the Shane method of winning. And I usually lose with this method, but today I'm victorious. So the standings are toddy two and one Lil one and two. But uh, that about about wraps it up for this week. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Commonwealth Press. Uh, they are a uh, they started out as a DIY uh, t-shirt company in a basement in South Side of Pittsburgh, and now they print t-shirts just for you. CWPress.com. Uh, go ahead and type in thrifty, and you will get twelve shirts in an order of fifty for free. Also, to Steve Bears at Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com, uh, alternate reality, the themed art show for many reasons, and also, something you've never seen before, is our opening intro. So as the winner of the show, um, the episode, I guess is a little longer than usual, I guess I will use this time to just say, uh, yeah, I'm done with more <laughs> Get roached. <laughs> <laughs>